live and pre-recorded. This is a Red Ticket Blues podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on uh, May seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. You write the day. You write the day all day long. You still forget. And uh, this will hit the internet's on May eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. How how's everybody doing? Oh boy, what boy, what a, what a day. What what a got what a day. You know, last night I did a podcast and then I listened to it and it skipped every three seconds. Not skipped every three seconds, but you know, most friends have some phone calls were just beeps. You know, I'm listening to it and I'll be telling a story for a good 10 seconds and three seconds are gone. So obviously that's not a product that I can release. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do my best to give you that same hilarity, that same insight, that same knowledge, that same sarcasm and just so much goddamn fun that the Red Ticket Blues podcast is. Uh, I'm going to have to try to replicate that again. And I'm not happy about it. Ooh, Brian's not happy. Watch out. Ooh, edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's all me. So here I am doing the same goddamn podcast, the same subjects. I was going to do it last night, but I just said, screw I, I can't do this. I can't do this. Let me go watch the rest of the game here. The, the rest of this Rockets uh, Warriors game. So I go down. What do I see? Immediately, final. They're all walking off the court. I'm like, well, I'm glad I got down here quick enough to watch, uh, you know, everyone walk off the court because that, that's my favorite part of the game. Anyways, here we are. It's May 18th. May 18th, May 18th, 2000, May 17th, 2018, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Coast time, just, just hanging out, you know, I just spent, you know, one of those beautiful Northern California, you know, weekends, they all talk, always talk about, wife and I went, went, went a little north, you know, about two hours north of San Francisco, we're on the coast, we're in the really, Mendocino County, I mean, come on, you know, and you know, a lot of the, the, the roads you're driving down there in the Pacific Coast Highway, it's like you're in those car commercials where it's just like, oh, here here I am. I mean, I'm just driving down this one-lane road that sort of, you know, that hugs a mountain while you're looking on the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it's really nice. It's also terrifying. Uh, there, There's no rail. And uh, you really can't take a look when you're driving that much. I mean, I'm sure my wife got to look a lot more than I did uh, just because hey, if you look a little bit and you're not paying attention, you die. You drive off the road and you die. And you're dead. Gone. Goodbye. Dead. Splat. The whole deal. So, but it was a good time. You know, we got a little Airbnb up there and a little, little, little cabin. Real romantic shit. Cause that's the kind of guy I am. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could always tell that from the hundreds of Red Ticket Blues podcast episodes. I'm, I mean, I'm real Casanova. You could just imagine. Huh? Huh? So some sort of animal was trying to get into our, 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 our building or whatever you want to call it. Our cottage. Uh, I don't know. I was like half inebriated. So I wasn't really going to get up a check. I mean, it was loud though. It, it wasn't growling, but lots of noises were being made. Unless it was a human. It could have been a human too. Um, they were unsuccessful. I mean, it could have been like a bear or a mountain lion, probably more raccoon, but, uh, I'm going to go with one of those larger animals to make it seem a lot more interesting. Almost got attacked by the, uh, neighbor's dogs there. Uh, they were running around loose in the yard. Two of them. And, uh, but I was okay. You know, they, they got real close to me. I sort of shushed them away like stupid dogs. They run away. Um, but I mean, I granted, I did antagonize them for eh, 15 to 20 minutes, but, uh, everything worked out. So that was my weekend. Good times, good times, good times. Uh, you know, two, two podcasts last week. And what do you get now? You get one on a Friday. Oh joy, Brian. Oh boy. You're, you're really sticking to me. I got a busy week. I tried to do a podcast. I'm doing it for a second time. So get off my back, but a lot to get to lot, lot, lot to get to. And we're going to, I'm again, I'm going to try to replicate all that. And it's not easy. You know, you don't ask, you know, who painted the Mona Lisa? Da Vinci, Michael, Michelangelo. You don't ask him to do it again. 
I think they did do actually several copies because I've seen the original and then I've also seen the replica in the El Prado in Madrid. So (laughs) world traveler is uh, in addition to being a Casanova. So anyways, enough of that shit. So let's get to the biggest news of the week. And there were nine people in Washington, D.C. that decided what people have been waiting. They they made a decision. It's a decision people have been waiting for the outcome for years. They've been waiting to bet on sports. And you saw everyone go wild. Everyone goes crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half those people have never made a bet in their life. And they probably won't either, unless it really expands to make it such an easy process. However, it is interesting. We now go forward with this. So if you want to immerse yourself in that life, or maybe you're already in that life, maybe the people already in that life, they got some things that you need to do. First of all, you need to stop showering as much. Start wearing some apparel that's possibly cigarette affiliated. Uh, you need a windbreaker. That is a requirement. And you need to wear that windbreaker regardless of the weather. And it has to be really ratty. So forget forget your razor, by the way. You're no longer shaving. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're not smoking cigarettes now, I mean, what are you waiting for? Get moving. And remember to get a lighter with your team affiliated on the lighter. Possibly a NASCAR lighter. Just saying. Uh, not white lighters because those are bad luck. We all know that. Uh, what else do you need? Um, I'd probably want to, I don't know, just start hanging around dirty people. Uh, cause I mean, that's what sports gambling is all about. You want to be around degenerates. And I know some of you are probably rolling your eyes. Oh, come on. Me and my buddies, we're the cleanest fucking people around. Well, yeah, maybe you are. But, uh, I mean, I, I think there's an element that, uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I look at sports gambling in the sense that there's a lot of people rejoicing because of the fact that. Ooh, wow, that's cool. I don't do it. But yeah, yeah, betting on sports is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to gamble on sports, you were already doing it. You were meeting that scumbag at the end of the bar with the, with the newspaper who, who just looked unkempt and just, uh, you know, didn't look like he didn't belong. Or, or maybe he did belong. And depending on the bar, I guess it all depends. Or you're betting with, uh, you know, the, the island of our Barbados and, uh, you've given all your information to someone on the other side of the phone, which I've done through Bovada. So, I mean, you, if you wanted to bet, you are already doing it. But yes, this makes it easier. This makes it easier. So I'd like to see how this happens, how quickly it happens, in what form it happens. So it's going to be different in every state. Now, New Jersey, they're probably starting, what, tomorrow? I mean, they're ready to go. I'm the fan. But I mean, other states are going to take a little longer to get moving with this. I mean, are you? Are they going to put it in bars? Are they going to make it like, you know, just like a little machine? You can, you can, you know, I'd like to give me the thunder and then, you know, the rockets and, uh, and a parlay on there. I mean, you, I'd love to see it in gas stations because then I could really see myself gambling a lot. But those guys are not in the business of, you know, placing bets like that, are, taking bets like that, are they? Yeah, let me get a Powerball and uh, let me, let me tease the Bengals with the over of the Ravens Patriots game. And, uh, eh, fuck it. it. Yeah, it'll take the Lakers, too. So give me that. And we're like, hey, boss man. Hey, boss man. And we don't do that, boss. Boss, boss man. Boss man. Boss man. Boss man. Hey, buddy, buddy. I mean, I don't I don't know if they're capable of doing that. So sports gambling, though, it, it does open up. A, it's it's interesting in the sense that, I mean, you hear people say that, the, oh, the mob. The mob took a real big hit. Did they really? Did, did they really? I mean, yeah, you're still going to have the degenerates because degeneracy is going to run wild. Now, you know your local degenerates. There's going to be a lot of other people that are welcome to this world of degeneracy. They're opening the door. They're saying, hi, I'm ready to blow my life. I'm ready to start doing ungodly things for credit. I'm ready to do it. Please direct me in the, in, in the direction where I need to do this. Direct me in the direction where I need to blow my life. 
they're going to be people. And most people are going to be responsible gamblers because, I mean, you know, that's what you do. You drink responsibly. You gamble responsibly. You shoot heroin responsibly. I mean, it's all it's it's all re- relative. I mean, that that's what happens. But there are going to be people that lose their minds and they're always going to need bookies connected to the mob. However, you know, that that that's what I mean. Oh, there it is. There's the turkey there. I, I'm not even joking there. He's, he's following people anyways. But in in the long run, they do take a little bit of a hit, but those people will always exist. So there's some people, I guess I should rephrase what I said earlier, that the fact that the mob is, uh, you know, no longer going to be relevant. That's not true. That, that will always happen. And Las Vegas, will they take a hit? Sure. I mean, why am I going to travel all the way to Las Vegas when I can probably, I mean, depending on your state, you could smoke weed, you can gamble. I guess their prostitutes would probably be the big one that they have that over everyone else, but. Some people still go for the experience. <laughs> I told you I did my Vegas experience. I hated that place. I never want to go back. I thought it was it was disgusting. It's kind of like the first time I walked in Mohegan Sun or Foxwoods. I'm not a casino guy. I walked in. I saw all these people who work, you know, seven days a week or six days a week to come there, blow their money, smoke Marlboro Reds, and just die. I mean, that that's their existence. You know, put the leg up on the other slot machine and just the, the, the stale smell of carpet cleaner and, and cigarette smoke. It's just, I've never been into that at all. Even when I was living in Connecticut, oh, let's go to the casino, yeah, yeah. To stay there till five o'clock to watch a bunch of fucking Asians guys stand up and play Pai Gao till, you know, I mean, to got ungodly hours of the night. No, I'm not interested in that. I find it gross. Oh yeah, can I get a drink? Yeah, it'll be $17. No, or, or I could sit there and you know, wait for the free drinks and you know the little the, the little cup that you get from the dentist office that they, they put water in there. But yeah, here's some beer. Have that. Just like wow, this is a great time. Wow, this is great. I'd rather be in a dive bar, you know, listening to some loser who's talking about gambling than actually doing the gambling. I mean, that, that, that's really where I'm at. But I think the most fascinating thing for me, because I'm going to gamble on whatever I want to gamble on, and I don't need the government getting involved, okay? I'm going to keep my guns, I'm going to keep my betting slips, and they can't do anything about it. So I'm going to keep gambling with whatever Caribbean country that Bovada works through. I don't know. Whoever I spoke to had a deep, and listen, there's all different sorts of accents, uh, some sort of deep Caribbean accent. We'll put it that way. Yes, it's a general accent, but I don't know what country they operate in. But anyways. I don't need the government to get involved. But the one thing that I will find interesting, that I do find interesting, that will be interesting, I guess I should say. A lot of interest all around. Interest all around. I mean, come on. We're talking about it. But will the networks talk about this? Will we, like, hear these jackasses in the studios? Will, like, Bill Cowher go, listen, you know, the, the Ravens have a great offense. And, and Joe Flacco, I mean, well, there's always a question of is he, if he's a leader or not a leader, right? <laughs> right, Boomer? Uh, and, I mean, it, they, they really got to work for a lot because this is an AFC Central game. And, listen, you know, the Browns are no slouches with Baker Mayfield. Plus, you got to take into factor, I mean, you know, the Ravens are getting five and a half points here. So, I mean, everyone at home, I mean, they're looking at this and saying, can this offense go into the dog pound? And take care of business. Now, I mean, obviously, it's a little exaggerated, but I mean, will they even bring it up? Will it be down near the injuries and, you know, the, the doubtfuls and which, which is all gambling related anyways, doubtfuls, expected, probable, whatever. I mean, and, and the NFL comes out with this, you know, bullshit statement saying, oh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll monitor this going forward. You know, we, we, the integrity of the game, you know, it's just like, it's such garbage. It's just such insincerity. I mean, it's like those commercials that are coming out right now, which make me sick. 
you know, these Facebook, Facebook, Uber, Wells Fargo, these apology, not apology videos where they like somewhat acknowledge something happened that broke the trust with the customer. But we're not actually saying we apologize. Like Facebook's just like, you know, you loved us and, and, and the moments we share together, then something happened. Going forward, we promise it. Something happened. Oh, 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 can I raise my hand? I know what it is. You sold my fucking shit to people. How about that? You took my personal information without my consent and sold it to fucking people. Something happened. We, oh God, it makes me sick. It, it, ugh, I hate that shit. Oh, but we're so dedicated to you. And Facebook shows all the videos of kids playing and ooh, ooh, the, the, the husband's listening to the wife's pregnant stomach because ooh, he can hear him kick. It's just so phony. And you know, there's some, most morons are looking at them and be like, look, you know what, you know what I respect about that? I know you respect that. They acknowledge their mistake. No, they didn't. They acknowledge their mistake. And you know what? I have, I have confidence, you know, uh, looking back on, you know, memories or whatever Facebook's all about. Oh God. But gambling, gambling, gambling. So I know everyone couldn't talk. It couldn't stop talking about gambling. Supreme court makes the decision. Pro sports are not going to be affected. They make too much money. Because you heard, you heard the pearl clutching people saying, oh, the, the, again, back to the integrity of the game. I mean, pro sports, th- those athletes make too much money. You're not going to be able to make a bet large enough unless you do it all over the country, which would still spur some sort of uh, interest uh, that could actually make an athlete do that. You know, take, take a dive. But uh, college basketball, college sports in general, but college basketball, college football, there's too many people involved. Some moron will not be able to keep their mouth shut. There's too many moving parts. College basketball, it scares me. Especially with all this college athletes should we get paid. They should get paid. They should get paid. You know, all of a sudden some guy playing for Siena, you know, I mean, that'd be based some big, one of these big, you know, uh, uh, schools that Dickie V would basically do un- unholy things to the coach just for a little, uh, FaceTime. And, and I mean like Stormy Daniels sort of stuff, but I mean, you know, the little school like Siena, I don't know why I'm saying Siena, but you know. All of a sudden, that point guard starts making some inexplicable errant passes. Hmm. What's up with that? Oh! Oh! They covered the spread. Why don't you look at that? How about that? Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to see going forward, but that that's my take. That's my take on sports gambling. So, it doesn't really change my life. Probably doesn't change most people's lives, but it's going to sucker some people in because it's going to become that novelty thing to do. Like, oh, I don't really gamble, but look, we have an opportunity to gamble. And there's something about gambling. It does, it's not even the amount. It's the effect that you won. You made a prediction. And it's like, oh, all right, nice. I got that. Penny slot. Yeah, I bet you I could double that. All right, I didn't double it. but Oh, oh, oh after the 10th try, you, you, we quadrupled it. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm back to, you know, slightly, almost even. But let's keep doing this. I mean, and, and that's how it'll operate. Eh, whatever. Anyone who's a, a gambling addict knows this. So, anyways, moving on. We talk about degenerate losers. Let's talk about professional losers, and that being Robinson Cano. So Robbie Cano, I mean, uh, I know a lot of Yankee fans have a lot of uh, what angst towards him for oh, you traitor. You you left the Yankees. They they drafted. It's just shut up. They they signed you when you were a kid. These guys don't have any loyalty to teams because they shouldn't have to. Give me a break. It's a goddamn business. That's like people getting mad. Like your coworkers getting mad at you about leaving a job to go to another job with more money. How dare you? Oh no! <laughs> I'm so angry at him. I can't even process this email. But Robinson Cano, uh, here's the thing. You know, I have I, I slightly have an issue with the steroids because you're a cheater. But at the same time, 
I understand why you're taking it. He took it for the same reasons Andy Pettit took it, I would assume. And that's to recover from an injury. Cano's having a down year. He's on the DL, trying to recover. And, you know, he tested positive, which, again, he, he says he doesn't, didn't test positive. He just went to a doctor. You see, this is the issue I have. I guess, like, preface it, Brian. Come on, lead up to it. If you just tell us, you know what, I, 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 I had an issue. I was, I was injured. I wanted to get back on the field. And you know what? I did something. It was wrong. I messed up. Let's move on. I'd be like, you know what? Hey, whatever. It happens. There's tons. Of, there's so many guys that have done steroids. They say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And we move on and you forget it happened. But you come out with these phony, bogus reasons as to why you tested positive for something. Oh, I went to a doctor in the Dominican Republic and he just gave me something and I opened my mouth and all the pills flew into it. It's just such garbage. Like, who believes that shit? It's insulting as a fan. That's where the sense it's like, you know, you hear all these people say, you have to apologize. We're waiting for Alex Rodriguez's apology. I don't even need an apology from someone, but it's just insulting. Like, oh, I, 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 I didn't know it was on the banned list. Give me a, these guys have fucking marketing teams for everything. They have, they are surrounded by people who will kiss their ass 24 7, 24 7, and they don't have somebody that knows what's on the list of banned substances for the job. You make $25 million a year to play? Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, I, I, I didn't know what, what was going on. Where am I? Where, is this, uh, we're up, up, down, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's insulting is what it is. Honestly, again, he doesn't owe me an apology, but it's just, dude, just admit it. And then you have Miguel Cabrera coming out, which I, I don't understand where he comes from. All of a sudden he, he is this ethical voice. Not that he's not ethical, but I mean, he got, that's bullshit. He would never do that. It's just like he accepted an 80 game suspension, Miguel. Uh, I, norm, normally, you know, guys that uh, don't, uh, you know, that are not guilty, they don't immediately accept them the, the suspension that's levied on them. So, Miguel Cabrera, like, what happened to him? Like, I, I understand your skills diminish as you get older, but, like, he's gotten so fat. You know, we all love to play the, oh, look how skinny Bartolo game was, because that's hysterical, by the way. I mean, anything Bartolo is funny, especially when you, like, think of things that are really old, and then you compare them to Bartolo's age, because that sells on the internet, by the way, all right? Sells big time. Hey, Mount St. Helens exploded. Do you know how old Bartolo was? He was, he was, in, he was, he was still playing baseball then. <laughs> oh God, go fuck yourself. Excuse my language. Sorry, too many f bombs. P- apologize, apologize. But that's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, this idea that now Miguel Cabrera is telling us, so it's okay. All right, but anyways, Hall of Fame career possibly thrown down the garbage. Maybe it won't matter once David Ortiz is in. Uh, are all bets off at that point? Because we know, listen, he's getting in. You can tell baseball has made up their mind and they're, they're changing things. The, the, the writers, they've all come together. Cause listen, if there's anyone, when I get blind, if there's a heaven and I expect to get there, I got to start playing ball because there's no God. There's no guy with white hair and a beard and sandals there. There are baseball writers. All right. And all they do is say funny, quirky inside jokes to each other. Okay. That's it. And I got to get down with that. I'm going to be sitting at the pearly gates for a while. Even the trap door is going to come out. And I'm going to fall into purgatory or hell. Okay. Or hell. And who's there? Probably clones of baseball writers. Cause that's, that's what I would expect baseball to hell, any hell to be like. Um, I did say this and I'm going to have to lob it. Ooh, I don't like doing this. I don't like doing this. 
He's a big man on the show. I always throw praise at him. That being the great Simon Yonkers, he says, you know what? And, and I don't have to tweet in front of me because if I did, then that would be responsible. And I don't. So, of course, I'm going to paraphrase it and possibly fuck it up. But he says, you know what? There's going to be people that complain that Robinson Cano, uh, you know, didn't hustle at first. Absolutely true. I'm one of them. I'm one of those grouchy, old, curmudgeon assholes that believe that. But you know what? There's a reason he played 162 games a year, and it's because he didn't. And other people should follow that lead. Trainers should follow that lead. I don't know if that was sarcasm, but I'll tell you what. If it's true, Simon Yonkers, you need to do better. You need to be better. I mean, he is right to a certain extent. I mean, it really wasn't launching any grenades. Vinny, pick up the grenades! He picked the, he hooked up with a grenade last night! So, I'll say that Simon, while uh, he is right in a certain sense, that's how he played 162 games. There's no, there's no doubt about that. The problem with Cano is, I'm not saying you got to dig it out, you know, when you, you hit it back to the pitcher, like start sprinting like you're Usain Bolt. But, you know, there's too many instances where the ball was, it was so close of a play and Cano is jogging like he's picking daisies in a meadow. I mean, that, that's, that's my only issue with Robinson Cano. So I would never lob a real grenade. It, it'd be, it'd be a fake grenade at Simon Yonkers. You know that he's a, he's a fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't. I, just, I, I feel bad even bringing it up. I mean, I'm kind of distraught. I, I I don't know what to do going forward. Oh, I'm just looking at this here. So Mark Teixeira, I'm looking at Andrew Marchand's tweet. I guess I didn't see this. I had a busy day at work. Says he's not surprised ex-Yankee teammate Robinson Cano tested positive for banned substances. Oh, really? Look at that. I'm not surprised. I think a lot of people are saying the same thing. I'm just not surprised. So here's the other thing. With um with with Dominicans and steroids. Now, if you make that link, a lot of people get angry. They say, you know what? That's pretty racist, Brian. Well, I'm not the only one saying it, but that's a racist accusation. Now, if you look at the numbers, obviously there is a correlation. If you look at facts, if you look at stories, if you look at documented history, there is a major steroid issue when it comes to young Dominicans playing. And you know, I mean, excuse me, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> Shocker, but. I mean, you hear about 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds being pumped up full of steroids in the D Dominican Republic to impress the scouts there. I mean, that, that's, that's not, you know, an illusion. That's happening. And I forget the term they actually use, but I mean, I guess it's like sort of an agent to a certain extent. I'm, I'm not sure, but wow, Mark Teixeira of all people. That's interesting. Hmm. Mr. Mom, huh? Look at him. You know, it was so funny. Out of Bounds or whatever that show is. Uh, what was it called? offsides or foul ball, foul, te foul territory. Is that it? Mark Shara? And he was just really awkward and just did the Chris Farley fucking bit where, you know, from Saturday Night Live. Went, oh, so you were in the Beatles, Paul McCartney. What was that like? I mean, which was, which was hilarious. I mean, it was, I, I couldn't get enough of that. You know, it was funny for the first episode. And then after that, it was like, no, I'm, I'm no longer interested in this. No longer interested. Maybe, maybe Cano can go on that new show of Alex Rodriguez, which again, here we are, May 17th, 2018. And people are still, I, I, I will go to this to my grave. The guy is a phony. He is an enormous, fraudulent human being. People still love him. They can't get enough of the guy. It's amazing. So he's his new show. On ESPN. I think it's ESPN. It's going to be a four-part series called The Pivot, where he sits down with athletes to talk about, you know, hard times and, and how they dealt with adversity. Maybe he can bring Cano on, which I guess uh, Teixeira is also alluding to, uh, you know, saying basically when Alex started, what did he say? Uh, Mark Teixeira with a very interesting spot on Michael Kay's show talking about Cano's suspension, linking back to Cano's friendship with A-Rod and Biogenesis connection. Hello! Interesting. Interesante. Very, very much so. 
So that that that. But what was going on, Mike Francesa's show? I don't know. Probably dead air. Boy, talk about a show that has gone to shit, 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 shit in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. Shit in a handbasket. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Boy, 24 minutes in. I am behind here. Let's, let's get this moving. People got to move on with their Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, whatever it may be, huh? Uh, da, 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 da. The A-Rod show, yeah, that should be great. Uh, he sits there and talks about, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and he pretends to pay penance to shit and no one actually believes it. Actually, most people do believe it. The only The truthers, like myself, won't believe it. We'll say, wow, the guy's a, uh, guy's a phony. Shocker. Uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, the Cavaliers have quit, if you haven't noticed. Uh, I mean, LeBron James scored a triple double the other night. Um, I think he played pretty hard throughout the game, but I mean, even himself and the rest of the Cavs, I mean, you're talking beginning of fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter. I mean, they just quit. It's pretty pathetic. That team has given up. Uh, I'm so sick of J.R. Smith. You know, it's, it's no longer funny. Like you see people all over Twitter. Oh, oh, put him in the fall fame immediately. He's so funny. Oh, you want to get the pipe, huh? He is a bad teammate. He is at best a streaky shooter. He is a dirty player. He killed his friend. Oh, yo, but he gets really drunk and he may have hooked up with Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Yo, put me. Yo, 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 J.R. Smith forever. No, no. There is nothing redeeming about J.R. Smith. He is a loser. And that guy sucks. And I'm sick of people fucking loving that guy. He is a dirty play. Again, he is a shitty teammate. Oh, he showed up to he showed up to the game half hung and hung over. Oh, how'd that help the game? Oh, it didn't. Oh, it helped the other team. That's right. That's how it helped the game. Anyways, Celtics, man, I <laughs> I'm shocked. Terry Rozier is becoming a man. Al Horford finally living up to his contract, and Kyrie Irving just sitting there, uh, you know, clapping on the bench like, okay, all right. Now here I'm talking about Boston Sports Radio. They'd not be shocked if they traded. Kyrie Irving. I mean, what if they're going to get to the finals? I mean, they're going to win this series. Cleveland's probably going to win one game. I'd be shocked at two. But, I mean, the Celtics are winning this series. What you're going to have is you're going to have one more blow up game of LeBron. I mean, he, listen, he scored, what, 20 something points in the first quarter yesterday? But, I mean, like, and Jeff Van Gundy made the best point. He goes, if Cleveland's going to survive and they're going to be up by a few points over the Celtics, LeBron James making turnaround threes with the, you know, the shot clock going down, never going, ooh. Like, I like the Celtics' chances because he can't do that all game. And it was exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. So, I think eventually we're just going to see Golden State and the Celtics in the finals. And Golden State's going to roll, obviously. They'll probably win in five games. But uh, that team, like I said, you know, they're going to get – probably Kyrie will be there regardless of what sports radio people say. Gordon Hayward will be there. Jason Tatum will be another year – Better? Oh, God. I don't want to get into two X's and O's. He's going to be one year better. He's going to be one year older, which I know. Uh, and they're going to get, who are they going to get? They're going to get, uh, they're going to get the Sacramento pick, I think, in a few years, like I talked about. Maybe next year, I think. Something like that. But, I mean, think about Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge flipped the number one pick and got Jason Tatum at, what, number three? Number one pick was Marco Fultz. How did he do in that last series? I mean, give me a break. The Celtics, I mean, get ready. They are going to, especially with LeBron, uh, you know, he's getting older. He's human. He's human. He's human. I mean, he's the smartest person in the world. We know that. He, he replayed like 17 plays in a row in the media. I mean, they, 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 I think they all needed new pants afterwards. But the Celtics are going to own the East for like the next five to six years. Like, get ready. Get ready, folks. Unless LeBron goes to Philadelphia, then, then, then it could be an issue. Then it could be a problem. 
Uh, the Western Conference, I haven't really watched a ton of it, but we'll have to see. The Knicks, uh, they got uh, number nine in the uh, always nine. I mean, <laughs> you know it is always nine. Uh, number nine in the draft. And they will screw that up. We know that. We know that. They'll pick somebody and it'll just, we know that. We, we know it'll be bad. Uh, what do you got? Porzingis and who else in the last few years that have actually worked out? Yeah, that's it. Nobody. Uh, I see Nick fans. And listen, I understand having some optimism in this. I, I really do. I understand the optimism in the sense that David Fisdale is something new as the head coach. You know, he, he, he was an assistant coach with the heat, which, you know, a, a toddler could have coached and they would have won the championship. But, you know, I understand getting rid of Jeff, Jeff Hornacek may not have been his fault. I didn't watch a ton of Knicks games, but he represented what that team was. Yes. He had a Porzingis injury, but he was nothing. But, uh, and what Fisdale, he got fired from Memphis, even though people said it should have, it was unceremoniously, but I don't like his glasses. He probably doesn't even need them. Uh, and again, like I understand the optimism, but some people are over the moon. Like you have a chef make a pile of shit. Uh, if you just change the chef with the same ingredients, it's still going to be a pile of shit. Yeah. You can put some, di- you could do different, different defense or whatever, or put some garnish on it, whatever. It's still a pile of shit. I mean, let's, let's not get it twisted here. It's the same thing. So unless they make players, they make players. I'd like to see them do that. Unless they get good players to surround Porzingis. And listen, I'm going to be completely fair. I think it was the same argument with Carmelo Anthony. They put better players around Carmelo Anthony than they did around Kristaps Porzingis. But, you know, Carmelo didn't get the cream of the crop either. Oh, we got J.R. Smith. Oh, I love him. I love when he drives. I love when he drives recklessly and kills people. <laughs> oh, give him that pipe. Okay. <laughs> He's a national treasure. He totally is. If you say national treasure, please just drive off a cliff. Just drive off the Pacific Coast Highway into the Pacific Ocean and die. Too strong? Yes. Maybe. Not so much. Maybe too lenient. Possibly. Uh, and I'll say this. You know, we're a little early for this, but uh, just talking about Porzingis, he's got a lot to show me. You know, I want an apology from A-Rod. I want an apology from Cano. I want to see something from Porzingis. Yeah, granted he got hurt. He's got to recover from that. He was reading his own press clippings a little bit last year. Ooh, I'm tired. A few, a few games of this. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, well, hey. St. Latvia, motherfucker. Get ready. It's the NBA. It's the National Basketball Association. You know when fans repeat the entire, like, name, and not the abbreviation of a sport? That means, that means they're a diehard. That means they're, they, they, they have business to settle here, Okay. You're playing the National Football League. Those parlor tricks aren't going to work here. You got to give you speed, determination, toughness, and grit. Real smash mouth football to go forward here. National Football League play. That's what I'm talking about. Back to you, Herb. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, the other thing in the NBA that I wanted to talk about, a little, a little late on this, but, uh, Becky Harmon is going to, uh, be interviewed as one of the, did I talk about this a few weeks ago? I think I did. Yeah, I think, it, you know, whatever, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, she's, uh, I already talked about this. She's not going to be hired, but you know, everyone will say she should be hired. I listen, I have no issue with a woman coaching uh, a sport. I, I think they have the intelligence and the knowledge of the game to do it. The only problem will be, can we actually, you know, can, can she get the respect of these players? Can she get the respect of these misogynist guys who think that the entire world, all, the entire female population wants to screw them? Uh, I mean, that, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. But what's laughable, uh, speaking of women and the and the NBA, is the NBA players, and I realize it's in their contract. They have to do these commercials. But it's so forced and contrived. These NBA players during the NBA playoffs, these commercials being like, 
Tell me why you love the WNBA and you have all these stars. It's like, yeah, it's probably the passion. You know, it's just the true love of the game. It's just like you guys have never seen a game in your life. And if you have, it's been a stipulated part that you sat in the front row of a Minnesota Lynx game. I mean, no one actually believes that. And that's no disrespect to the women playing. You know, I'm covering all my bases here, covering all my bases. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, I said to my wife as the commercial was going on, I said, why do you love the NBA? She's like, I don't, don't watch it, hate it. So there you go. Come at my wife. Go for it. So anyways, whew, I'm sweating in here. Need to... It just, just gets me going so much on this. Huh? Makes me so angry. Uh, jumping to NFL real quick. Uh, Eli, Eli's a fraud. Uh, we know <laughs> he's selling his fraud case. Uh, I, I got rid of the articles. Where'd it go? I, I read some article. Will Brinson and CBS Sports totally ca- carrying the Giants water. But Eli had his uh, issues with fake memorabilia. He, uh, he settled that quickly. And because he settled it quickly, and listen, maybe Cano could, can uh, follow from this. Uh, you know, quickly take care of the situation. Don't make up excuses and let it linger. And he had to. And he had to. He had to let it linger. Uh, but so that's over with. And everyone will forget because he liked his commercials and they're so funny that, you know, he was uh, given BS stuff in, in an email. BS memorabilia to, <laughs> to sell as game used stuff. Is it the biggest crime in the world? No. Aaron Hernandez kills people. He is a murderer. What's he up to these days? I asked that on Twitter and like, you know, people just, they, I don't know. I mean, some, somebody said he was just hanging around and I've always thought he was a real pain in the neck. That's always been my my theory i see i don't have a problem with joking about aaron hernandez dying because he's a bad person and he is in the right place he is dead and i know some people are like wow brian that is kind of messed up no it's not you know what's messed up killing people yeah kill how many people did aaron hernandez kill that we don't know how did this become you know justifying aaron hernandez's death i don't know where the podcast took a weird left turn there uh the other thing matt patricia the head coach of the lions you see him being, uh, he was indicted in 1996 for sexual assault. Uh, and you could see the, the story's kind of died down at this point, but you could tell the media was kind of like in the cross, not in the crossfire, but they were, they didn't know what to do. They were like, we have this possible bombshell, but the indictment was thrown out 22 years ago. Um, apparently none of the teams knew about it, which I would come out even if you didn't know about it, hey guys, why don't you meet and confer and then come out and say, we did know about it. And then just say, there was no conviction. We studied it and we found nothing instead of coming out and going, me like, oh, I didn't know about it. I mean, think about it. any judge. Christ, you get a job at the piercing pagoda at the mall. They're doing a background check and probably finding that the Detroit lions, Detroit, not Detroit, Detroit lions can't find that. That's laughable. But you could tell the media was just like, oh, this is so big. Why won't this accuser come out and say something? We have nothing. Especially seeing, I guess, the the actual police report they couldn't find because it had been destroyed in the whole, uh, you know, from paper to electronization. electronization. <laughs> Making up words. RTV. Uh, and there really is no detailed report. And if it is, I mean, it's... One person owns it. It hasn't been released to the public. So the story has died down. But I'll tell you, if the lady comes out tomorrow and says, because Matt Patricia denied everything, you know, he's, I guess he's acknowledged that there was a sexual encounter. I mean, the, the accusation was a gang rape with him and his friend in a spring break in Arizona in 1996. So if the woman comes out and says, uh, Matt Patricia's a liar and doesn't even press charges, forget, forget that or a civil suit or whatever it may be. He's done. They will fire him because, and I'm not saying, listen, gun to my head. He probably did it. But I mean, in today's day and age, you don't need facts. You don't need facts. He will be gone. Goodbye. Just like that. Snap the fingers. 
Goodbye. You know, do, yep. Okay. You, you, you get the picture. So that's the NFL. There's really nothing else to get into about the NFL. Probably a ton of stuff, but I really haven't been paying attention that much. So we're at 36 minutes here. Do we have anything else to talk about here? Let's, let's, let's see. I guess, uh, just a few, uh, culture things here. You know, this story, and I'll tell you, you know, there's so many frauds out there, and I talked about some of them. Uh, well, I talk about them every goddamn episode, something like that. Well, I mean, let me think of a segment where I talked about frauds. But, you know, I'm sure everyone or a lot of people saw it. The, the woman that went on one date with a guy and then sent sent him 65,000 texts, tried to get into his house or whatever the case may be. I, I know there was other stuff afterwards. Um, and, and I can get – I understand, like, you know, you push that story out there. You do, like every story, you do it for clicks and just be like, whoa, talk about a psycho girlfriend. Holy Christ, you know? You know, boy, these, some of these girls are crazy. And yeah, I, I know. Believe me, I hanging out with this girl once. She told me she was part of the FBI, that, that she was flown in on her helicopter that day. And I was just like, oh, yeah, wow. What's your other job? Oh, I work at a daycare. Oh, so that's boy, night and day, like a, a fucking modern day Batman. But I mean, I understand the story itself. But then there's this other element where the fraudness comes into place. You know, you have a media for whatever the case may be, you know, whether it be homelessness or gun control or whatever it may be. And you talk about mental health, mental health. And listen, does there, do there need to be more mental, mental health services? Of course. I think a lot of people use it as a blanket term. They just go, oh, well, like I'll represent this pencil as mental health. I just go, eh, mental health. You know, it's just like, oh my God, it didn't work. I threw a pencil against the wall. Oh my God, it didn't work. But especially, have you been around people with mental health issues? They're not exactly, a lot of times, the people that want to engage in those services the most. They're not exactly like, oh, oh, you have mental health services? Oh, sure, I'd love to go to that appointment, that scheduled appointment. Sure, I'll actually go. Yes, always. And I'll follow all the protocol. Oh, and you know what? Any medication that's prescribed to me, I'll take it diligently. I'll never miss a dose. Absolutely. You know, it's not easy. So we always use this term, and I'm not minimizing mental health whatsoever. I'm just saying that a lot of people preach it for situations. And then what do you have with this woman? I, again, I get the story itself. It's a headline. It's a clicker. Then you see the video of this woman clearly has mental issues, giving a speech, talking crazy, and you see every microphone in their face from every cable news. It's just like you're exploiting this woman. And I'm the only one with the balls to say this. No one else will say it. Scour the internet. Nice try. I'm the only goddamn voice that matters. And I'm the only vo goddamn voice that's saying it. I mean, I find that pathetic, though, honestly. That you're going to sit there and let this woman hang herself on live TV. No offense, Aaron Hernandez. But, I mean, you're going to let her hang herself on on MTV. On, on live TV. Uh, I just got so wrapped up in the Aaron Hernandez stuff. Well, wrapped up. <laughs> well, around the neck, yeah. But, uh, geez, I got to stop. I got to stop. Uh, but I, I found that to be despicable, honestly. I really did. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that's just another one of the fraud things in the internet. Speaking of the internet, I don't know what the Yanni thing is, and I don't want to know. I don't care. I see it everywhere. Everyone talking about it. It's one of these things that we're going to pretend to care about for one day on the internet. And you know what? Everyone's going to passionately fight like cats and dogs, life or death. And you know what? Tomorrow, no one will give a shit. Except for when they have it on Good Morning America and a week later and all the old people know about it. And they go, oh, did you hear about this? I don't even know what it's about. I don't care. I had to bring it up just to show you that I don't care. That's how much I care. Don't care about it. Uh, the other pop culture thing I wanted to bring up, and this is very old, but not very old, but a few weeks old. You know, Roseanne Barr is a big, fat, obnoxious pig. And uh, 
I want to say that I've never seen an episode of a show, but, and, you know, I was alive during the heyday of the show. And you know what? We had like 10 channels. So, yeah, I saw a few episodes. But she came out with this, you know, her new show, which is so edgy. She's a Trump fan, and which actually is kind of a decent concept because, you know, it, it, it changes things. We'll put it that way. I'm not saying it's a quality product. It, it changes the regular flow of things. That's all I can say. And her sister's a Hillary supporter. And uh, the neighbors were Muslim. And the, the plot of it was, I wonder if, I, I guess she thought that her neighbors were making a bomb. Okay. So I didn't watch the episode, but the end of it basically shows that Roseanne's a, you know, she's misguided and she's wrong and she feels like a fool. Damn, I guess they weren't making one. I mean, I guess that's what happened. Uh, but people were so up in arms about it. You know, I, I'm sorry. You've heard people say that in public before. And I know some of you people say, I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, I know. That joke's never been made. I know no comedian's ever made that or any sketch comedy or anything like that. I mean, the fact that – I think it's just the fact that she's a Trump fan. Everyone has to be outraged about it because it's the internet. I mean, you, the, there's a clear line of demarcation. I mean, if you're a Trump fan, you're a Trump fan. If you're not a Trump fan, you hate Trump. I mean, is there any in-between? Like – I, I think the guy is vermin. Again, I've made this case a million times, but I also, I don't spend my day thinking about him. Like so much blood is spilt over Donald Trump. I mean, he loves every second of it too. And you people feed into it. I don't get it. But I mean, God forbid they bring in a new like perspective on an episode. Oh, would you like to? Oh, I can't believe the dilemma Johnny has. He's bringing two girls to the prom. Whatever will he do? <laughs> that was a classic one. I watched that one with the family. That was great. Boy, let's talk nostalgic about that like MASH in 30 years. And sorry, different perspective. Christ almighty. Anyways, uh, the last thing I wanted to get into, um, and that was, I brought up Mike Francesa earlier, and I I'm not sure what's going on with that. I mean, we've had, we had shows here, obviously. Jared, and we had callers uh, talking. Uh, and I, have to, I don't know. I have to put such emphasis and talk like that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it was. We should have known better. The idea that, you know, we knew what Mike's show was for a long time. And I think we accepted it for the fact that, well, retirement's coming. So we might as well just, uh, you know, just, just go with it. I'm sorry if I'm... Uh, Sort of rambling here. I'm looking for the tweets I want to read if I can eventually find them. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me pause this. Jeez, I'm, this this is this can't be very interesting to listen to. Okay, there there we go. Right right when I pause it, I find it. But I mean, you you have this sense of we think Mike's gonna. We know what Mike is. We love the idea of Mike. We said goodbye and we ignored the fact it's been a bad show for a long time. And he comes back and you know what? It's just not the same. And long time listener of the show, Sand Stang. I always say Sand Stag and that's incorrect. Lovely lady, Sand Stang. Simon and I met her at uh, Francesacon and this was her take. She said, because I said, my timeline, let's see, my, my original tweet was, my timeline doesn't even talk about Francesa anymore. The attention just died. And she had a great comment. She said, my take, we visited him every day for 18 months on his deathbed, went to the wake and funeral, said our goodbyes. You're still adjusting to the resurrection. Plus no fail, plus no daily funhouse clips. And I think that's a really, really good. We, we, we accepted it. We accepted the end was near and we ignored the actual product. Mike's show is awful. It is not good. And I don't think it's been good in a while, but I, I had the blinders on because, oh, Mongo Nation. And, and also the shutting down the fun house. I mean, I think that was a way people kept in touch with the show, honestly. So it looks like he'll be back though. If you don't know fun house, he, he's a gentleman who 
who tapes a lot of Mike's incorrect prognostications and uh, sort of embarrasses him. And just other things. It's, it's, I, I, I enjoy the videos myself. I know there's a, there's a lot of uh, back and forth of if it's right or if it's wrong or if they like Funhouse or not. I, I certainly don't mind Funhouse and I like the, I like the clips. Uh, and someone else says here, uh, we thought we wanted him back, but once we got it, we realized that he fell off the stage by the end of the 18-month glory tour. Sometimes the fantasy is better than reality. And I think that's absolutely right. And I'll leave it with this, folks. It, this could be interesting. Um, but now Mike, you know, the show has a Twitter account, uh, you know, uh, an Instagram account. He's on Facebook, this revolutionary app, which is going to put NASA out of business. Cause I mean, this thing is going to do things. It is going to make, <laughs> what is Winston saying? Ghostbusters. I seen shit that'll turn you white. And it's funny because he's black. Um, just does not work with this. I, the, the joke did you have to see the visual, get me the Ghostbusters. Um, I think this is desperation right now seeping in, in the sense that Mike says he's getting his personal Twitter account, a guy who said he would never be on Twitter. I think that reeks of desperation. Now, do I think it could be good? Of course it could be good. It could be good in several ways. Mike thinks that he's tweeting people, or excuse me, he's texting people and he's actually on Twitter or doesn't know how to do something. Sends a direct message, like something inappropriate, possibly pornography. Uh, gets into fights with people, maybe fighting social justice warriors about Trump. I mean, we know he's a Trump fan, so that could be interesting. Uh, I am going to make it my duty, my honor and my duty to be blocked by Francesa first. No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, um, maybe I don't have to be the first, but I, I intend by probably, if there's any actual social, 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 social interaction with Mike, with other people, I will be blocked. I can guarantee you that. I will just send photoshops of him with fat people. I'll just put his head on it and it will be a, if he, if someone shows him the know-how of how to block somebody, because I mean, Mike, Mike knows that apps are going to be big in the future. He doesn't understand the now though. So watch out there. Watch, watch, watch out. That, that, that could be interesting. However, we all know what is probably going to happen with the app. It's going to be like any other self-promoting, non-responsive Twitter account, uh, that celebrities have. I mean... It's, 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 it's just going to, he's just going to retweet WFAN or, you know, it's just going to be like one of these athletes accounts. That's just like, Oh, Hey, good win tonight, guys. Yeah. Hey, did you check out what Palm Olive is up to there? They, they got this new, exciting dish spray that, that, that's only, you know, it's the wave of the future. And friends, that's like, yeah, wave of the future. I like that. Just like apps. Yeah. I, 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 me and Palm Olive, I mean, we, I, I've known the owner of Palm Olive for a long time. I knew his cousin. I went to school with his brother. I mean, so, I mean, it's a long standing relationship terrible impersonation, but so that's the podcast. Hopefully this didn't jump up and down like it did. Uh, the one I did last night. And I feel like this is a better product and you're probably thinking, Holy Christ, what was yesterday? But where can you listen to the show? I'm going to hear you say it. iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, tune in Google play, YouTube, follow me on Twitter at Brian buck 13 and at red ticket blues. Give me reviews. I want reviews. I want review. I want the reviews. All right. And, and listen, if you don't want to review me, just follow me. Cause I mean, I'll tell you to review there. I mean, it's a process. It's a process. Because that's funny when people say it's a process. <laughs> Joel Embiid, it's a process, right? Anyways, with all that being said, I'm out of... I'd like to be under the sea In an octopus's garden in the shade 
he'd let us in Knows where we've been In his octopus's garden In the shade I'd ask my friends to come and see We would be warm below the storm in our little hideaway beneath the waves, resting our heads on the seabed in an octopus's garden near a cave. We would shout and swim about the coral that lies beneath the waves Oh what joy for every girl and boy knowing they're happy and they're safe We would be so happy you and me No one there to tell us what to do I'd like to be 